0: Is there a battle between the Old Testament God and the New Testament Jesus? Find out more on this episode of Inverse. Coming
1: to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: It's an old heresy, but it's still as found today in many circles of the church. You have the Old Testament God. They think He is the God who is vindictive and gives you burdens and yokes of bondage and gives you laws. And then you have the libertarian Jesus who makes all things free. Is that true? Well, we're going to do a Bible study on that here on Inverse. My name is Justin Kim, and in the studio we have my friends Jonathan, Sebastian, and Siku. And we're going to talk about this concept of the covenants that we find in the Bible. So, hello, guys. We're going to pray, talk. We're going to have some fun, but we're going to pray, and then we're going to be like, "Lord, help us!" And then we're going to, we're going (laughs) to find out, find out. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Jonathan, please uh, uh, pray for us. Yes, let's pray. Dear Father in
2: heaven, we're just so thankful again that we can study the word, and we really want to understand the covenants better. And I know a lot of people watching want to understand it as well. So please help us to tap into your word with an open mind. Send your spirit to give us insights and understanding, and we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 amen.
0: amen. Uh, Sebastian, can I ask you? Has there been a? Uh, we've been in this study for about two weeks, three weeks now, yep. and was there something that that through this the, this our, our actual discussion yeah. that 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 uh, you previously misunderstood or did not know or were confused about or hazy on, but now you're like, whoa, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. I didn't clarify that or just sparkle and polish it up a little bit.
3: I think um, for me, it was in noticing, in, in especially in our first study, mm-hmm. in first uh, week number one, that God appears as this covenant faithful God Mm -hmm. in the moments where we are actually either violating his covenant or Mm. we're in a low point. Like to me, I've never thought about God entering into a covenant with you when you were actually already breaking the covenant saying, nope, Mm -hmm. I'm going to maintain covenant faithfulness in response to your covenant unfaithfulness. Mm -hmm. And that really just... That warms my heart because a lot of times when we get into those low moments, we feel as if God doesn't want us anymore. God's mm-hmm. not interested in us anymore, mm-hmm. and that just paints a completely contradictory picture. Yeah. Yes. very interesting. Very interesting.
0: Beautiful. Siku, what are some things that you remember from episode two? Uh, that was that was. I think that was one of my favorite episodes. Mm. <laughs> We've only done two episodes <laughs> in this once before. <laughs> but uh, there are four points that we found mm-hmm. in the New Testament, and I think those need to be clarified mm-hmm. uh, when we when we when we uh, for this episode. So what, what are those that you remember and then and smashing (laughs) and helper and then jonathan God bless okay, you.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um well we looked at we looked at them from Hebrews chapter eight. Yep. Um they're also in Jeremiah. Um but we looked at that God says that he will and first thing about the four is is what God is going to do. Yeah, um, I think that was that was actually
0: yeah. a revelation for me. Like yeah. he's doing everything, mm-hmm. everything, everything. And I'm waiting for the but what do I gotta but, do? But anyway, right. that's it. Sign here.
1: So that he will sanctify mm-hmm. us. Um that he will uh, reconcile us to mm-hmm. himself um, that he will give us purpose mm-hmm. that will give us mission um, for what to do and then the fourth one was that he will justify us mm-hmm. and I think I got all four yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out yeah. the park yeah. and he <laughs> solves the problem of sin mm-hmm. using us and, yeah. and, and part, as part of that mission mm-hmm. whereas he can just snap his fingers and it's done but he still utilizes these broken beings as a part of his of his of his, yeah. of his, of his work so Jonathan let's go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 mm-hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and if you can read verses 4 through 9 for us sure. please, to start. Deuteronomy 6, starting in
2: verse 4, it says, <clears throat> Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which, which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on
0: your gates. Yeah, and Jonathan, you're reading that, but I want to ask you this mm-hmm. question. Um, it, you know, I, I, I facetiously asked this question. <laughs> is there an Old Testament God who is the one who gives you burdens? Mm-hmm. And there is the New Testament Jesus who frees you from these burdens. Mm. Are they at odds with each other. And who is the one giving the covenants here? Is it Jeremiah or is it (laughs) Hebrews? Which
2: is it? Right very good question, uh, and a very important that we understand that of course, there is only one God, uh, the God that we know from the Bible is the God, the same God in the Old Testament, the same God in the New Testament. Right. Mm-hmm. In fact, when some people talk about the burdens of the Old Testament, they don 't realize maybe' don't, maybe they don 't realize that the New Testament has a lot of commandments too, and a lot of burdens, if you want to call it that really they're you know more like promises and wonderful ways to live, but anyway that 's besides the point right now. it is the same God <laughs> I digress, and we do see yes, and we do see that the the you know what the the soft Jesus that we often see in the New Testament or that we perceive in the New Testament is in the Old Testament as well. You mm. look at passages in the Old Testament in Book of Isaiah and Ezekiel in other places, God is pouring his heart out. He's like, I love my people, I mm. want to I care mm. for you. That is the same God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and we will see from the study of the covenants that that
3: just confirms. I mean, let's mm-hmm. and let's explore that this verse is exactly what Jesus quotes in the New Testament. That's as. right. What is the Great commandment yeah. of the Law? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is not, you know, yeah. have no other gods before for me or mm-hmm. keep the Sabbath day holy or do not covet. No, it's love the Lord your God mm-hmm. with all. Mm-hmm. So there is this complete and total and utter mm-hmm. emptying of our hearts into God. Mm-hmm your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. This is the great commandment. So it's letting you know that just like we looked at in in the previous episode on those four things, God says, I want to write this on your heart. Mm -hmm. Again, there's that covenant language. Mm -hmm. I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Mm -hmm. I didn't say behavior. I didn't say this outward compliance. I said from an internal motive, Mm -hmm. right, that this becomes not the the burden of compliance with the rules, but a service of love mm-hmm. unto God. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Siku mentioned these four t- terms and conditions, or, th- or four uh, fine print. Uh, uh, the fine details. print. Yeah. yeah. And the first one was that I will write the law in your mind and in your heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is this 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 sounds just so nice? And people say, Ah, this is the new covenant. This is found in the New Testament only. <laughs> but we just find out from Jonathan that this is found in the Old Testament here. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Old Testament kind of opens up even further. Yeah. Yes. So in this in this portion, we see from verse four through four nine. Uh, we just read this is what they call the, the Shema in the, the one of the very holy uh, readings in the in the mm-hmm. Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we can mine out from that passage there, Jonathan?
2: You know, in, <clears throat> in verse five, God is saying
0: here, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all
2: your soul, and with all your strength." You know, uh, Sebastian, you kind of alluded to this, but loving God. And loving others, right, is is the fulfillment of the law. Paul talks about this. Love is the fulfillment of the law. You love God. The first four commandments are all about your relationship with God, right? Mm. And you love others with the other uh, six commandments that are left. So love is essential to the covenant, to the relationship that takes place. And so God is saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. This is, he's calling for a complete commitment to him. Mm -hmm. He's not Demanding is that like you have to. You cannot demand love, but he's. This is what he's inviting his covenant people to experience. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put your affections on me, if you make a decision for me, you know, the covenant, uh, uh, the blessings of the covenant will become a reality for you as a natural, um, uh, you know, growth from
3: from that relationship. And mm-hmm. this is this is a critical shift because when you look mm-hmm. in uh, Deuteronomy six and verse six. And these words, which mm-hmm. which I command you yes. today shall be in your heart. Mm-hmm. We can read that as saying, oh, yeah, I need to make sure I get them in my heart. Or we can read it in new covenant language, which is I'm going to promise to put this inside of yes. your heart, mm. just like we read in Hebrews 8. Mm-hmm. So it automatically lets you know that as we saw in, in Hebrews 8 last time, you know, last week, that it was the fault with the people right and so it was how did you how do you read these words Mm -hmm. you're coming with a certain assumptions already Mm -hmm. before you even receive the covenant from god Mm -hmm. you're already coming with oh i got to do something Mm -hmm. well that was an assumption you made because everything we've seen from the first week with adam and with noah and with abraham every time they tried to do something god was just reiterating no i'm gonna put enmity I'm not going to destroy all life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a son that you can't produce naturally of your own strength. Right. And I'm going to multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. Mm. And then we go to Isaiah and I'm going to give you a person who is the covenant, mm. right. which is in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm. So here we see that if you come with that framework, that old covenant response experience where you're just like, well, I guess this is what I have to do, mm. then you've you've already missed it. Uh, Sebastian, yeah, I think
0: that's so insightful what you're saying. To boil it down, it's just what how I see it is your these glasses. These are presuppositions that you that's the word that you use. Mm-hmm. I see them as glasses, mm-hmm. that when people have these glasses on, they're like, what do I gotta do? Mm-hmm. And right. that these glasses determine how you read this first, wh- whether you have an old covenant experience or yeah. a new covenant experience right. we talked about last week. Right. So even verse five, it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your heart. You shall love the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So one, one type of person says, oh, I got, all right. Got to love. <sighs> got to like, love. Ooh, power <sighs> and the, that's, that's the, an old covenant uh, glasses that you have. Yes. Mm-hmm. The new covenant glasses are like, you know what? I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. So, like, God, even me trying to even love you, help me out here. And then yep. you wait for that, and I don't know how that works, mm-hmm. but that is the miracle that, that God produces in all of us.
1: Um, I just wanted to say about, about the glasses, they're actually not equivalent. Um, you know, in that one set of glasses, the Old Covenant glasses, actually leads to a misreading of the text, right? Yeah, oh, so, that's real, okay. So, um, you know, like when you go to a, to an eye doctor and you're needing yes. help, right. it's because yes. you're not seeing properly. Because yes, yes, yes. um, if you read in verse four how it starts, the Shema, he says, Oh, Israel, here, oh, Israel, here's the first part of the story is that the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Even when you go to and and I think we're going to go to Exodus, when God is giving the Ten Commandments, he starts with, I am the Lord, your God. Mm -hmm. Like it always starts with he presents himself. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning point. It's not you. It starts with me. Mm. And then he's saying in the context of. Who I am, uh, who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, so it's a misreading actually to start with me in yes. the story because God starts with this is who I am, yes, yes. and that's the impetus.
0: Yes, yeah. maybe some, and glasses are maybe the wrong <laughs> wrong uh, <laughs> uh, illustration. I mean, actually, the the New Testament uses a veil, right? right, right. Mm-hmm. There's there's something covering where you you, right. you you read the same verse, but you're just you're not, not getting not it. Not getting there's, it. There's no. something
2: there. Right, okay, yeah. Jonathan. The, what Zeke was just saying is really profound. Uh, I love that in exodus 20 and just here as well it starts with the presence of god and what i believe is is that tells us is that when you behold god in his glory in his beauty in his in the truth that we know about him you cannot but fall in love with Him. Mm. God is, is a God of love, and He's so beautiful. When you, when you see this, the picture of who God is, for the people of Israel, it was the God who saved them out of slavery, right? right. He didn't tell them the commandments in Egypt. He took them out of slavery, through the Red Sea, to Sinai. Much later, He told them, you know, the commandments. It was, love me because I care for you, mm-hmm. and then I'll show you the way that is, that is good for you, and I will help you, of course. That's in right. Way. So, the, here we see in the Shema, God first, and then uh, as a response, verse 5,
0: will happen naturally.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so far, round one, we see that it is not Old Testament God versus New Testament God, that they are the same God. When we come back, we're going to look at points 2, 3, and 4 to see are they actually separate or are they the same after the break.
1: Has inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: We found out that the new covenant has four points there. That one says you will have the law written in your mind and in your heart. Two that God will be our God and that we will be his people. Three that he will sanctify us, justify us, reconcile us and give us mission. All these things are found in the new covenant. And now we are we have looked at in the first half that God creating or his law in our minds and hearts was not found only in the New Testament but also in the Old Testament. That's right. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus oh, chapter 26 sorry, 26 and verse 12. We're going to see that second promise where God says, I will be their God and you will be my people. Is that a New Testament promise only Mm. or is that found also in the Old Testament? So Sebastian, (laughs) can you read verses 12 uh, of chapter 26 for us?
3: Yes. I will walk among you and be your God and you shall be my people. Keep going Mm. to
0: verse 13 as well.
3: I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. All
0: right, so what we see here, and it's the second uh, promise of the new covenant that mm-hmm. God, this is, we're already, we're seeing that this is nothing new, yes? Mm-hmm. What's the context there in, in Leviticus that that God mentions that second promise?
3: Well, he's he's kind of in the middle of giving the, the covenant blessings and the covenant curses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of like, okay, if you, if you keep the covenant, this is what's going to happen. If you don't, these are the bad things. And sandwiched in there, are those, that same new that Mm -hmm. covenantal language Mm -hmm. is you're going to be my people. I'm going to be your God. So that sense of identity and that sense of reconciliation, like we are on good terms. We Mm -hmm. are in this together. Mm -hmm. Let's continue in this relationship is what God is trying to drive towards. Mm -hmm. And the blessings and curses are all about us falling out of that relationship, or as he says in in uh, Hebrews 8 or Jeremiah 33, that you did not continue in my covenant, yeah. which is to stay in this relationship and give me this response to allow me mm-hmm. to make you this special yeah. people yeah. unto myself. Yeah.
0: Uh, some people say that, hey, all that bad stuff, all those curses, especially found in Leviticus, I mean, that's found in the Old Testament. That's not found <laughs> in the New Testament. Where are these curses? Are, are these curses
3: found in the New Testament? Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you, you have, for example... In, in, in what person, I should, I should say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think when you when you look at Christ, that the Bible says that He became a curse for That's us, right? Yes. Right? That's right. And you look even in Revelation, where it's talking about, you know, the end time, and it's dealing with, you know, judgments and uh, plagues and all this type of stuff that are very similar to the language used in these situations. Yes. Again, you're looking at what is the issue? Yes. This covenant unfaithfulness. Yes. Or in the the plagues, we'll say, well, they just refuse to give Him glory. Yeah. They refuse to just be reconciled to God. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. And so what you realize is God is like, I'm trying to keep you from these things. The result of not being in a proper covenant relationship.
0: So we see total synchrony between Old and New Testament here. 100%. Only that Jesus is the one that's absorbing the curses for Mm -hmm. us in the New Testament happening in actuality Mm -hmm. where they're merely being promised in the the Old Testament. Yes. Very good. Very good. We're going to move on to our third promise. Yes. Go to Exodus 19. Exodus 19 right before the Ten Commandments are given and Exodus 19 verse 5 and 6 and Siku if you can read that for us
1: It says, Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my co- my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests mm. and a holy nation. Par- These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: what parallel do we see here in the New Testament? Well, uh, of course, in the, uh, covenant, I should say. Yeah, in the New
2: Testament time, uh, yeah. we see Peter talks about this idea of that we are, uh, you know, an, a kingdom of priests. Royal priesthood. Uh, royal priesthood, right? Yeah. And this is where he's taking this from. Right here on Mount Sinai, when God was establishing, you know, the special covenant with His people, He was saying, my promise for you is, I'm going to use you as spokespeople, as representatives of what it means to be in a relationship with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and later on, of course, he, he he establishes more and more what that will look like in Deuteronomy. Uh, you know, you will be the head, you will be the light to the nations, Isaiah, and so on. So. It, God here shows us in the Old Testament that He always wanted His people to be mission-minded, mission-driven, to be reflectors of His beautiful character of love and to share that with the whole world. This is why He put them geographically where he put them, right at the center between the three continents of Asia, Africa, and Europe so that everyone traveling through will experience a glimpse of who God is. Mm-hmm. And so that, of course, that promise became part of, you know, the, the, the covenant that he has with everyone who believes now today. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, representatives, priests of God.
0: To mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're going to go to the fourth one. Let's go to uh, Exodus 34. And it's, it's going to support what Jonathan just said. And what's awesome about Exodus 34 it's been it's mount sinai when the mm-hmm. when the ten commandments was given the second time mm. in chapter 34 verses 1 through 4 1 through 4 and i will read that chapter 34 verse 1 through 4 of exodus and the lord said to moses cut two tables of stone like the first ones and i will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke So be ready in the morning. Come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on top of the mountain. Let no man come up with you and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain. Mm. So he cut two tables of stone like the first ones. Then Moses rose early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him and took into his hand the two tablets of stone. Now the Lord descended in in a cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God merciful and gracious long-suffering abounding in, in goodness and truth keeping mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression mm. and sin by no means clearing the guilty visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children mm. to the third and fourth generation mm. so what parallel do we see in that passage mm-hmm.
1: forgiving iniquity
0: Forgiving um, iniquity, you
1: know that that he's the one who justifies us. You know, it's interesting talking about this contrast that we have, you know, between Old Testament, New Testament God. This this is definitely not a passage that someone would go to if they were thinking about the quote Old Testament God, mm. because merciful,
0: gracious, gracious mm-hmm. long-suffering. Mm-hmm. about
1: These are the qualities that you picture Jesus as having. Mm-hmm. And yet he's saying, this is who the Lord God is, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Why is he going to iniquity, transgression, sin? He's saying no matter what kind of sin it yes. is, like <laughs> right. it may be the kind of sin where you think nobody could ever forgive you, the kind of stuff that is in the back of your closet, you know, those skeletons in your closet that nobody mm-hmm. can know about, mm-hmm. the kind that you, you'd feel like they're is no sacrifice that I could ever give that could amount to mm-hmm. you know repaying this kind of sin whatever it is all the quote levels you know of sin that we imagine mm-hmm. no matter what it is God Forgives mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of God that He is, and mm-hmm. that's the covenant promise. I think that it's
0: pointing to. Mm-hmm. And this is this is weird. The cool thing is, this is Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. This is like mm-hmm. where you know where we we stereotypically think of this is the thunder and the angry God right. and the volcano coming out. You will keep my commandments. And Charleston Heston comes out in his Moses gear. <laughs> and, uh, but this is not that. This yes, we see a tender God yes. here.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're 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 also looking at the fact that. When he's declaring this to Moses Mm -hmm. in the second commandment of the Ten Commandments, he's quoting this very line. Yes. Right. That after he talks about don't make any other gods, you know, of any likeness of anything in heaven above or on the earth, beneath or in the waters under the earth Mm -hmm. and don't bow down to them nor worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And then he goes into this, keeping mercy for thousands. Mm-hmm. It's embedded in the commandment of all the ones the most probably egregious in their mind at that time, mm-hmm. which was following these other religions around them, worshiping these other gods. Mm-hmm. And God is saying it's embedded. Mm-hmm. And what even people think as the 10 commandments, the 10 laws, right? That it's like, no, embedded in the commandment is, I will show mercy to yes. those who love me. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's coming back to this again. This, this is not about what you're doing. This is about you from the heart entering into a relationship with me and allowing me to write this on your heart. Mm -hmm. But if you end up in idolatry, it's because you did not allow me to write this on your heart. Yes. If you end up lying, it's because you did not allow me to make you an honest and sincere person in your heart. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with your failure or your lack of capacity. And Mm -hmm. we're going to look at this, you know, in a future episode in terms of Moses, the same person here, preaching a gospel. That's right. That's referencing these similar things. Mm -hmm. Jonathan.
2: You you know, uh, just to, to bounce off that, this is Pauline salvation right here. You know, like we just uh, started to book a Romans. Romans. of course. Pauline, Catherine, like and in 1500 years, I'm just going to be really this wrathful God and then Jesus, so I'm, I'm really cool with everyone else. What kind of God is that? Mm-hmm. God is consistent. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He does not change mm-hmm. and that's a good thing because if God would change, we would be in a lot of trouble but God is a God of mercy Amen. and love and that will always be the case mm-hmm. throughout eternity. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, love, I love that and for those you who are watching and we've covered a lot of verses here and we've gone all over but just to really simplify it is this, is you have the old covenant found in the Old Testament, you have the new covenant in the New Testament, but we just just established that these basic principles are exactly the same. Yes, the Old Testament and the New Testament God are the same, and they're not fighting against each other. But the question is this, then there are Bible texts, and we're going to go through them in the next subsequent lessons, that they're like, hey, the old was bad, but the new was good. Mm -hmm. The old had problems with it, but the new is better. But if if these two covenants are the same, what is it about these two? Or what is it about the old covenant mm-hmm. that was faulty? And we covered last week, and just to reiterate to all of you, it was our responses—response mm-hmm. to the Old Testament and response to the New Testament. So the question is this, and just as a quiz, were there people who had a new covenant experience in the Old Testament? One hundred
3: percent. Who were they? I mean, let's look at uh, let's look at Moses for example. Okay. Yeah. Here's a person who just said God is merciful and long-suffering strikes the rock god says you cannot enter into the promised land mm-hmm. that you've been working almost your entire life mm-hmm. to lead these people to mm-hmm. leads them to the mountain look in every direction see the land but you're not crossing over mm-hmm. and then he ends up taking this same person mm-hmm. resurrecting him and taking him to heaven mm-hmm. you i mean you're looking at them and saying how is that not merciful mm-hmm. this person clearly disobeyed but god is saying no but moses continued in a covenant relationship. Awesome, awesome, awesome.
1: Well, I was actually going to just point to verse 9. Verse
0: right?
1: 9, in okay. Exodus 34. Yeah, go for it. You know, it's th- then Moses' response, right, to God showing himself, he says, mm-hmm. if now I have found grace... Mm. in your sight, O oh Lord. Let my Lord, I pray, go among us, even though we're a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us in your inheritance, mm. as, as your inheritance. His response to God, what God just revealed to him isn't, mm. oh man, okay, I guess we got to go fix ourselves. He's mm-hmm. like, well, we're a stiff-necked people, but we need your grace. Like yes. he actually responds. So he in the, got it in yeah, a he new to, covenant, like, covenant way.
0: way. Yes. yes. So okay, mm-hmm. second
2: question. Oh, Jonathan, yeah. I was just going to Example, but if you want. Yeah, you, know, to, go, okay. you know, I think of David, famous Psalm 51. Yeah. You know, he understood the New Covenant experience in the Old Testament. Yes. Uh, Psalm 51, verse 10. David is saying, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew yep. itself, a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast your, you know, presence from me. Don't take your holy spirit from yes. me." He understood. God, you have to do a miracle in my New heart.
0: Covenant language. He understood there, it. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Second question: well, Are there people in the New Testament who had an old covenant response? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. they? Pharisees.
3: <laughs> 100%. Yes. These are the people
0: that wanted to do it in their own strength. <laughs> yes. That Paul was reacting against. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, all of you out there are you're seeing this and you're like, "Man, I, I'm, I'm slow." getting it. To have a old covenant experience, old covenant response, is to say, oh, these rules, okay, let me just hold my breath and do it myself. Or to have a new covenant experience is Lord... I can't do it. You got to do it in me, and opening yourself up to the powers of heaven and for the Holy Spirit to possess you in a sense to live as He would, on, uh, as He would want you to live. That's my prayer. Hopefully, that's all of you. We're we're just scratching the surface on this topic of the covenants. You don't want to miss next week, where we get into case studies of the most difficult parts of Scripture. So stay with us here on Inverse.